Warning, typical to the nature of the show, our opinions and views may contrast sharply with some commonly held beliefs and thoughts on spiritual concepts. Be prepared to be triggered if the subject matter is a sensitive topic for you. We are here to dig into the shadows, and this can be highly uncomfortable at times. This episode may contain curse words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, welcome to the Embracing Contrast podcast with your hosts, Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. Today, we are going to talk about affirmations, and I'm here with my friend Natalie, as always. Hello, Natalie. Hey, Jackie. How's it going? Good. I'm excited to talk to you about affirmations. I have some thoughts, but I mean... Let's, let's, I don't know. I don't know where they're, where they're at. So let's, let's start with you. What are, what are your <laughs> thoughts on, on affirmations? Yes. Cool. Um, affirmations are one of those things that I, I see people talking about a lot as this, as this really helpful manifestation tool. Um, and I've always sort of not really gotten it myself like I haven't I haven't resonated with this concept of doing affirmations and using that to help you get what you want I've always felt the gap I suppose between you know an affirmation as as I've seen it taught of how you're supposed to do it you know they're like I am whatever you know or or it hasn't sat or not it's not that it hasn't sat well but it just it it feels like it feels like I'm like well I know that that's not true so how is this helpful to me you know (laughs) um and I've seen it said that like you you want to take it and put it in a way that you can believe it, you know, or I don't know. I, I suppose since I don't use it, I don't necessarily know too well how it is that it's supposedly supposed to work, like how it's taught for you to do it. I know what I have seen, my my inner self is like, yeah, but I don't believe it. So how is this helpful? And I know that it's supposed to like train your thought patterns to think in that way or something like that. And, and I mean, I suppose I have sort of taken this concept and used it to a certain extent in a way, but I don't know, I guess I never felt like it was necessarily an affirmation, so to say, because I was um, I don't know. I, I guess the subject confuses me a little bit in the way that I see it in myself, how it doesn't work and how I see people talk about it. Um, now what I, what I have done in the past, um, one of the things when I was really, really getting deep down into the deep shadow work when I was first doing it back in 2008, 2009, was I came to this point where I realized that, or not realized, but it was like, oh, okay, right now I give up everything that isn't true. And that was like something I like put on my mirror. I don't know, it was a bigger um, sentence that I got from the guide 
in the path work. Um, but it was like, it deeply resonated with me. Was, I give up everything that isn't truth. And it was like, oh, hell yeah. Because, you know, I give up all pretenses. I don't try to pretend to be anything that isn't. And, and I don't know. I never thought of that as an affirmation. I don't even know as I'm saying it now if it counts as an affirmation even. But um, that to me was useful because that was like, yes, you know, that was relevant to my present moment. That was something that resonated deeply with me. Although I wasn't trying to create something that wasn't, I was just like really solidifying my intent. It was like, yes, you know, if it's not true, I don't want it. So, so I don't know. I suppose those are my opening thoughts on the subject of affirmations. Like I don't really see how it's helpful. I can't resonate with it if it's not my truth in the moment, I suppose. Um, so it gets a little confusing to me. What do you think, Jackie? That's interesting. So when I was doing uh, coach training, that's like one of the first things we really learned is is about retraining our mind to, to think a, a different way to uh, remove the subconscious element and, and just choose what it is that we want to feel instead of feel how we feel, which looking back now is, is a little bit uh, insane to me because when I tried to do that for myself, it worked in the moment. It had its moments when, you know, I, I could change the way I felt and it would be okay for, for a little bit, like, like putting a bandaid on, you know, something and it works for a time. So it did, but it didn't actually change anything um, about, you know, how I, I actually felt about myself or, you know, so it, it was interesting. I think I shared uh, in your group my thoughts on it because it changed dramatically when I started doing deeper shadow work, when I started going within myself and stopped you know, telling myself a story that how I felt wasn't valid or it wasn't right or I shouldn't feel that way. It was just this is how I felt in the moment and it, it was different and that was okay. So, I mean, yeah, there's a, a lot of that concept that if you, if you say affirmations like long enough, you're going to believe it, which to a degree is true, but it's still just that uh, surface level layer and to, to actually change the way you think about yourself and the way you, you respond, you have to go deeper beneath those layers. So I think affirmations kind of were hit and miss with me. There was one specific incident I remember when I first started my spiritual journey that someone told me that I should say how I want to feel in the mirror to myself a hundred times over again. And they were like, this is going to feel crazy. This is like a crazy thing. And, you know, to, to do it anyways, to do it through the fear. And my mind said, no, <laughs> my mind said, I I'm not going to say this to myself a hundred times. It's ridiculous, you know, and I didn't. So I, I rejected the idea and I never did it. And a part of my brain's always thinking back to that moment, like, where did that come from? You know, where did that come from within me to say just straight up? No, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> because like, it could have helped. I don't know. I never did it. But, it, you know, it, like the thought that maybe it could have helped, but then realizing all the other times I tried to rechange my mind, to, I tried to rewrite the, the narrative I was telling myself didn't work. So <laughs> it was like, mm, maybe it wouldn't have, though, like maybe I would have just been exactly where I was, but it would have felt a little bit better because I told myself that thing a hundred times 
than the mirror. So I don't know. For me, it was always hit and miss. It, it was. It always felt like it was just the surface level, and uh, I wasn't really reaching anything. I just was making myself feel what I wanted to feel instead of what I didn't want to feel. But I wasn't feeling what I didn't want to feel. I wasn't allowing that to be valid. So yeah, that's kind of been my experience with with affirmations and and what I know about affirmations. Mm. Well. And, and there's, therein lies the thing, really. <clears throat> um, I think that there can be its place for using that sort of thing, because we do have these um, habits of thought where we, we talk down to ourselves, where we, hey, you know, we, we repeat negative thoughts. And then, and we, there is, a validity in think in seeing the fact that if we repeat something long enough, we end up believing it. So I do certainly I don't discredit it completely. I don't think that it's completely useless. I do see that there is a place and a benefit for it. I just don't necessarily see it as being what I've seen people say it is, if that makes sense. Um, and truly because, and, you know, <clears throat> as with everything that we're talking about, it always comes back down to the one thing, <clears throat> doing the deep shadow work, doing the emotional digging, you know, holding space for your feelings, feeling what you feel. And then, you know, it becomes like you have to feel it have to feel what you feel all of the negative things you have to like if, if you if your thought is I'm ugly then you doesn't work to just be like oh well let me just repeat to myself no I'm beautiful because the feeling is still there in the in the deep where oh I'm ugly because there's all these things attached to it that like you could <laughs> I always think of it as like, you know, putting whipped cream on shit, <laughs> you know, and there's still shit under there. It just kind of looks like whipped cream, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's that, you, you, you don't want to put whipped cream on shit. I don't think it's always that. Um, so it can be helpful when used in conjunction with the deep, the deeper work, you know, there, there does, there does come a time where or not a time but but there's there's a difference between feeling your emotions and wallowing in you know feeding some you know negative feeling emotion where you're just like oh, okay i need to like break the wallowing break that like not feed it you know i felt it enough and and i've processed process it and as it's like it's um there's ebbs and flows and sometimes you simply can't process the emotion completely all at once it's going to come it's going to go you have to you know experience it in waves that's it's just how it works so like you had that wave and then you got to let it go you know like you've experienced processed it as much as, as you could in the moment and then you kind of got to let it go and then you can maybe do some of that mental you know thing where you're like oh okay where you like say that to yourself you focus on something more positive and that certainly is helpful when used in conjunction with the deeper feeling work. Um, so, you know, I see it 
as having a usefulness in that sense. But if you're not doing the deeper work, then you're essentially just putting whipped cream on shit. <laughs> and you don't really want to do that. That's not helpful, <laughs> you know? Um, so also in, in that sense, um, I recently was doing some, some work in my psychology class that was very interesting and relevant to hear. But before I geek out on my psychology stuff, um, do you have any thoughts to share on anything? Oh my gosh. I'm still laughing at, uh, the, the whipped cream on shit because we, we've had that conversation before yeah. and it's still so funny to me because it's true. We do that in, in all aspects of our lives and then wonder why, you know, nothing works out because that's, that's all we're doing is putting whipped cream on shit. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so interesting because when I started doing deeper work, I, I realized what was I so afraid of there, you know, there, there was really nothing to be afraid of in the shit. <laughs> it actually mm -hmm. became quite comfortable over time because then now when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> I, I, I know how to handle it. I, I can, I can be there. I can be present in my uncomfortable mm. feelings and it's no longer uncomfortable. It's just a part of the process. It's part of the app mm. so that I can flow. And it's so fascinating how we have all of these things. We, we created all these tools, these practical tools to help us not feel like shit that, <laughs> you know, the very thought of feeling like shit, even though that's all we really feel like the very thought of actually feeling like shit is like, Nope, can't do it. You know, got to throw that with cream on it. It's, it's literally fascinating to me. And I love that analogy because it is absolutely true. And I'm excited to hear your, your thoughts on, on affirmations. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, that, that analogy. I, I remember coming up with that like years ago when I was in, when I was in the thick of it, you know, and all that stuff, I was like, Oh, it's like putting with three months. And I was like, Oh yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Like <laughs> I want to clean the shit away. And then I, the whipped cream will be good because what happens if you try to eat it? I mean, you get some whipped cream, but you got some shit in there too. And that's not pleasant. But anyway, you know, it's, I don't know. I have, I've had lots of fun with this analogy and it really like, you know, it's, it's funny, but it, it, it helps you kind of get it, you know, I mean, putting it in these like crass extreme terms, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of how it is. Um, but anyway, so the psych, the psychology of it was in speed I we're it was a class about personality and so it's it was talking about how we have these two aspects to ourselves one is called the declar declar oh my god okay my uh, this is gonna tongue tie declarative declar declarative self <laughs> and the procedural self so the declarative self, who I said it right. <laughs> um, that's the part that we declare of ourselves. I am kind. I am happy. I am unhappy. I am bad. I am good. I am um, interesting, intelligent. You know, all the stuff that we say that we are, we look at ourselves and we say, ah, I am this. Um, that is our declarative self, which 
to me was, okay, wait, let's not go there yet. Okay. So there's the declarative self. Then there's the procedural self. And that is more about what we just sort of, we're, we're not conscious of that part. We don't say I am blah, blah, blah. That's just kind of what we are and <laughs> what we do. That's like, you know, it's the difference between the conscious, that that's the declarative and the unconscious that's procedural where we, you know, where you, you learn to ride a bike. So then that's part of your procedural self. You can just do it. You know, it's not about intellectual knowledge. It's about just doing it's about your emotional knowledge in a sense. You know, I always think of them in these, uh, I think of understanding as intellectual understanding versus emotional understanding. The aha is when it sort of like falls down into this, oh, I know. Yes, I get it. That's the emotional understanding, experiential, emotional, procedural, unconscious, you know, that's all sort of there. And then the declarative, that's our mind. That's our our intellect. When we read something and we understand it with our minds, but we haven't experienced it yet in our lives, that's more in that that declarative space that's our mental space intellectual so um oh also another way to think of the difference is when we talk about theory versus practice you know um and so the affirmations are a part of the declarative mind it's part of the intellectual mind that's that's on that level it's not and that's the only level it's going to affect so you could say I, I am the greatest piano player, but if you've never played the piano before, your procedural self is not going to contain any ability to play the piano, you know, um, and you could read all about playing the piano. You could read, you know, learn what the notes mean, you know, and all that stuff. But if you haven't gone to do it, you don't actually have that body knowledge, that procedural knowledge, that emotional understanding of what it is. Um, or maybe a better example is riding a bike. You can read all about the theory of riding a bike, but if you don't get on that bike, you're not going to understand in practice what it means to balance yourself on those wheels and to ride it. You know. So again, I am the greatest bike rider in the world. And yet I've never sat on a bike. So when I go sit on it, it's going to fall over, you know? (laughs) So, um, as I was reading about this, it was like, Oh, see, that's why for me, the affirmation, the whole affirmation thing never seemed to work because it's just speaking to my declarative self, not to my procedural self, not to the practice only to the theory in a sense. So, um, yeah, I found it quite fascinating to think of it in those terms and helpful to understand why, you know, why I don't see it so much as helpful when, you know, we, um, and our, our procedural self can influence our declarative self. If we think that we should be able to ride the bike and we sit on it and we fall, that can make us declare that we are not able to ride bikes. I am not good at riding bikes. I can't do that. And therefore, we're never going to try and learn it in our procedural self, which so they're connected in that sense. So if you can say 
declare, I am the best bike rider in the world, but understand that you have to go through the experiential experience of gathering the body knowledge of it. Then you can sort of work with those. So it depends on that real world experiential aspect of how useful the affirmations can be in my opinion anyway. That's so interesting. As I was sitting here listening to to everything you said, I was thinking about my my past experience with affirmations and how now it is different. Now it's like I used to want to be beautiful and all these things, but I never took the time to appreciate myself and and who I was. So now it's like that's that that you know, that part of me that puts it into motion. And so it's no longer just an intellectual thought. Now it's all of it together. It's the feeling, it's the thought, and it just is. It's, mm. it's fascinating how when you do shadow work, when you go deeper within yourself and you see these things, the unconscious beliefs and and where they, they came from, you can really start to actually change it. And it, it's mm. like, instead of just telling yourself I'm beautiful, you start to really feel it. You start to understand like, oh shit, I never thought I was before because of X, Y, Z. And now I know differently. I can accept that that was in the past. It's not me now. And I can move forward. It's so interesting. And how literally everything in this world goes back to shadow work. Absolutely everything, every response that you have, every feeling that shows up comes from somewhere. And it, it could be something small or it could be huge. So it, it's really like if we're not questioning our feelings, if we're not asking ourselves why or where this came from or even feeling it, then, you know, we can't get to that that overall actual belief. The belief just becomes a concept in our mind, which is where a lot of us stay stuck yeah, at the at the concept in our mind. I uh, literally just wrote a whole bunch about that in my <laughs> in my book at, like that it's all in concept it's all in the story in the mind that we're creating and nothing is felt it's just kind of very very deep down <laughs> I, I I remember so many times in my life telling myself that I feel everything I feel so deeply and it was it, it, the realization that I had never actually felt a single goddamn thing in my life was crazy it felt crazy because I was so avoidant of any discomfort that I was like, oh, as, as soon as the discomfort hit, it was a, such a release, such a relief over my entire being that it, it changed everything. And, and that's ultimately what we can do with shadow work. And it, it's so fascinating how affirmations, something so simple, like, you know, it's a really simple act, can even just get us further and further from our, our own understanding of our truths. I do use affirmations now, but in a sense to actually affirm, like if I have a feeling and I, I went through the feeling at the end of my sentence, I can say, I am this. Now I can actually understand that that is what it is. And I, the one thing that, you know, was kind of an unconscious thing was writing. I had a whole bunch of stuff happen to me that caused me to not write. And I desperately my whole life wanted to say I am a writer. And, you know, I couldn't, I, I could have easily said an affirmation to try to get myself to get up the courage to write, you know, I am a writer, I'm a writer and, and do it, but I never did. It never worked. And no matter how much I would tell myself I could do something, the feeling wasn't there. And now that, you know, I, I've connected to that feeling, I've understood, I've done the shadow work behind it. I can literally say I'm a writer and it doesn't feel 
like, you know, it, it doesn't feel untrue in any way. It actually feels like complete truth because I made it so. I took the practical steps, not just the intellectual steps to get me to, to where I want to go. So yeah, affirmations. I think when you start to get deeper within your feelings, when you start to understand yourself and your feelings, they do work because they work to affirm <laughs> your already belief, the, the feeling that, that you already have. And I think we're, we're, you know, we're doing these affirmations in, in a sense through our unconscious sometimes, you know, in saying like, oh, it's not enough. Oh, I failed. You know, we're affirming the, the, the unconscious. We're, we're doing the opposite of, of the way we're really supposed to look at it. And it's like, it, it's just interesting. I really like that, how you laid that out and, you know, making it understandable. So thank you for that. Yeah, sure. That's, that's kind of my superpower. Dissecting things and understanding their parts and then coming, putting them back together and, and explaining them in a way that's easier to understand on the practical emotional level like that. I mean, that's, that's how I understand the world around me. And so it's cool to be able to put this out there now to help other people who need who, who who understand things in the same way that I do and, and to help them <clears throat> to gain uh see things more deeply like this I mean that's actually kind of funny in my human design all of my like biggest theme in my chart is seeing patterns and um understanding how to how they come about where they're going how to correct them so I don't know there's little I, I find it interesting to to see how much that does influence my life and and I I love this stuff I love dissecting things and understanding why the deeper why of them and there's deeper whys to everything in, including <laughs> affir including affirmations like who would have known you know something so simplistic and and really out there in in the world right now big part of it and it, it's just like hmm we could even ask ourselves questions about affirmations and, you know, stuff like that to be able to go into the psychology of an affirmation and, and how it works mm -hmm. is really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I can't, I can't help to, but do that myself. I mean, and, and there's, there's so much in our world that we see, that we talk about, that we sort of, um, that we kind of like agree to that we take for granted. And then, but if you stop and you go, well, but why? And you try to like understand the deeper levels, there's so much to be learned there. I mean, there, I, I really went deep into this sort of thing back in the beginning of my shadow work, just kind of even looking at the world around me and going like, oh my God, our entire existence is made up of agreements, you know, like in a sense, even our, our, like you know looking around at houses it's like you know what houses are just an agreement that this is my space and you don't come into it and that's kind of what criminals are people who aren't honoring the unspoken agreement of the culture you know so i don't know it, it like totally was like you know like really like broke my brain open at a certain time and like really dissecting things that we just sort of take for granted like that's just how it is or we're just used to these mental constructs that we were brought up in and 
just sort of see as being the reality of living in the human world and then just looking at it down to and it's uh, breaking it down to its parts and being like whoa <laughs> you know it, it was, it's quite interesting and fast fascinating to me it's kind of kind of how i think anyway um so i got much more that i can break out for different things with that <laughs> yes and and we will do that on our next podcast so thank you for joining me natalie yes thank you jackie if you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the Embracing Contrast podcast community on Facebook, where we will share even more content, answer questions you may have, and get you up to date on all upcoming workshops and classes hosted by Natalie White and Jackie Sharp. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Embracing Contrast podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.